Welcome to the latest episode of the Brunton Bugle. This is the second of our run of four interviews we were lucky enough to do with members of the playing and non-playing staff at Brunton Park very recently. And as you will have already seen this time around, it is one of our own, the man of the moment himself, Owen Moxon. Uh, before we get started, a big thanks once again to Andy Hall and Amy Nixon from United's media team for their help in organising these chats. Their support has been fantastic and we really hope that we can uh, arrange a few more chats across the rest of the season with a few different uh, faces around the club. So uh, keep an eye out for those uh, across the campaign. So uh, the third chat with a member of the playing staff will be appearing in a couple of weeks' time as we've got a preview for the league fixture to fit in next weekend, after which we'll get back into regularly scheduling these special episodes. And we're hoping to do a few episodes with some former Blues players as well over the next few months. I've been trying to arrange them for a while, but sometimes it's difficult to pin people down for those sort of things. But uh, we'll see if we can do. So, uh, before we get underway, uh, here's a quick bio on today's interviewee. Uh, Owen Moxon was born in the Great Border City in January 1998 and was initially part of United's Academy in the Centre of Excellence up to the age of 16. He missed out on a YATS contract, so instead tried his luck north of the border. He joined the under 20 setup at Queen of the South in 2015. He would spend two seasons at Palmerston Park, making a handful of first-team appearances and spending a bit of time on loan at Gretna 2008 in the Lowland League, before making the move slightly closer to England by signing for Scottish League Two side Adam Athletic. Here, he was under the tutelage of United legend Peter Murphy, and his career really took off towards the end of his time there, uh, culminating his best campaign for the Galabankis last season, where he was part of the side that made the League Two playoffs, and very unlucky, actually, to be fair, not to end up going up. Uh, but he also earned a place in the divisional team of the season, and I think he might have even come third in the Player of the Year award, which is really testament to how well he did there. Uh, those performances caught the eye of a number of clubs, both sides of the border, uh, but it was United who were able to pick, bring him back to Brunham Park, eight years on from his original departure, and it's fair to say he's taken to life in the English League too, like a duck to water. We chatted about what it was like to being let go the first time round, his time north of the border, how he settled in with the lads at Brunham Park, and his big ambitions for the Blues this season. So without any further ado, here's a chat I had with Owen a few weeks ago prior to the home fixture against Crew Alexandra. Okay, well, let's start off with going back to 2014. You've been in the academy here at Burton Park for a few years at that point, and uh, you were one of the lads who were told that you wouldn't be getting a YTS contract that summer. Did you imagine that eight years later you'd be coming back here to sign your first full-time deal with the club? Um, no, not really. Uh, I can remember a couple of the people at the club at the time um, said that they might regret the decision and you know go away and do well and prove us wrong sort of thing. Um, obviously with living in Carlisle you, you don't know how your career is going to go but obviously from here you know there is a chance you could come back if you do if you do well and um, thankfully it's it's worked out like that but no I didn't really 
didn't really think about it. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, obviously went over to the Scottish side and loved it over there. And yeah, done quite well at Queen's and then I ended up leaving and got on and now I'm back. What was it like in the academy back then? Because I, mean, I, I was trying to work this out before because it was a period, I think, where not that many players got pro deals even from the YTS. Yeah. I mean, can you remember any of the lads you were with then? Uh, yeah, a couple of my, my good mates, Matty, Matty Douglas. Oh, um, yeah, of course he's on it. He done, he done well in his... I think he maybe had an injury in his second year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was on the bench quite a lot in his yeah. first year. And I think it was just change of managers and it is a game of opinions, football, isn't it? And yeah. um, obviously the new manager came in and wasn't wasn't really having any of them. There was Aaron Bradbury as well, good mate from school. He ended up getting like an extra few weeks yeah. compared to the rest of the lads, but then got nothing from it. Um, yeah, it was like the academy we obviously used to train Tuesday, Thursday, play on a Sunday. Um, but yeah, like, there wasn't too many. There was a few lads that went up with the youth team like Matty and Aaron. Um, I think I went with them once maybe um, before I got injured in my last year. And then, yeah, I just sort of fizzled out a bit with the pro pro contracts. There wasn't many the years before either that got them. I think the last ones that I remember getting a pro and doing well was like Kyle Dempsey and yeah, Pat Brough. Yeah, about that time, um, wasn't it? Yeah. They were a few years above me, but no, there wasn't many after that. How tough is it as a young kid? Because, I mean, you're one of thousands, aren't you? They get let go from yeah. academy. That's the mad thing. People don't think of the scale of it. And you're going at 16 and... There's ones that go 18 and it's how mm-hmm. tough it is for them. So at 16 to then have to go away and think, right, how do I start again? Especially in a place yeah. like Carl, because if you get low, let go like Rochdale or something like that, like, there's dozens of other clubs You haven't got that, about, have yeah. you? No, that was it. Like, I, I did, obviously, I remember I was obviously upset. I was a bit younger. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't, I always, teachers used to say, what are you going to do after school? If football doesn't work. I was like, no, it's, it's <laughs> going to happen. Um and I didn't didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Um, obviously, they had all the exit trials and stuff like that, but um, it means moving away and stuff like that. And luckily, I ended up going to Queen in the South um, and then stayed in football. But obviously, after that, it was going down the part time route and then doing jobs that I didn't I didn't like. But it was just what I had to do. Um, so at sixteen, it was it was tough. And you know, like you said, there's not many clubs about that that you can go to it's it's very limited around here especially the full-time side of things um so yeah it was a bit it was a bit of a mad one at 16 i can't even remember what i was thinking back then now um just wanted to play football that was it so you went to queen of the south as you mentioned there what was that like as a setup is it quite different in terms of the way it was set up to, to what you have used to in the english academy so um i think it was different in terms of because obviously i was full-time um the academies, like I said, you train Tuesday, Thursday. Um, it was the first team wasn't based together with the sort of YT. It was under under twenties I was in, so some of the lads were like quite a few year old. It wasn't like your YT here where you're like sixteen and seventeen, um, coming eighteen. You know, you're all sort of the same age. There was a couple of lads that were like a few year older than me at the time. Um, the first team used to train up in Glasgow. So it was sort of like you were you were full time at the club. Um, it was a good a good club. Um, I think they had all the arena done inside, which like indoor facilities and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it is different to here, but I'd imagine most clubs are the same. It's different everywhere you go. 
So you've got a few first-team opportunities at Queen of the South, had your loan spell at Gretna. Mm-hmm. And then when your contract's up, you let go, yeah. and you go to Annan. Was there still a feeling there? Even obviously you had to drop down, and you obviously had to take a few steps back to try and get back up. Yeah. Was there always a feeling like, I can still do this, I can still get a pro deal somewhere? Yeah, like, the thing the thing with Annan, like, um, the financial side in Scotland isn't as good, so, like, the money I was getting as a young lad at Queen's wasn't great um, and Annan obviously you're playing first team football week in week out you know it was financially okay for me to go and then go and get a job as well so and it's still a very good standard like I see obviously there's a lot of comparisons now me coming from League 2 Scotland but it, it is a very very tough league and people don't don't see that like it is hard to play in um, it is totally different to, to this league of course but um no, I always thought like you know you can go and do well, maybe take a step back and play. I just wanted to play football at the time, um, and I wasn't getting enough regular football. Um, and obviously, the new manager at Queen of the South at the time came in and he was bringing his own players in, and he sort of mentioned like if he was to keep me, it wouldn't be fair because um, game time and stuff, I need to play. So fair play, it made my decision easier, which I wanted to go away from the club anyways and play games and you know, Annan gave me the opportunity to do that and just played a lot of games there and obviously improved me as a player. I think some people don't realise do they at the Scottish lower levels they think it's probably not as good as that good a standard. Yeah. But actually, especially there and even when you look at the junior clubs up there mm-hmm. as well, they get some great crowds some of the games there and get some yeah. decent players as well. A lot of the junior ones they they have a lot of money, so like they can you know, it's maybe you're finding like the lower leagues is there's more there's younger lads that maybe have came from academies in Scotland um there's a few older experienced pros that have been about and you know they're coming to the end of the career um and it, it and then there's lads that have maybe came through like the Annan Academy or Sterling Academy or whatever but it is a tough league like there's good players that play in it and it's you don't get any time on the ball it's just physical um which probably stood me in, well, it has stood me in very good stead for League Two. You know, you're playing with better players, playing against better players, but physically as well, and the time that you you didn't get on the ball in Scottish League Two um, has stood me in good stead for this league as well. Obviously, Alan, your manager there when you arrived, uh, a Cal United legend, Peter yeah. Murphy. What was it like playing under him? Because obviously, you, you probably just about. Remember him, does he? Yeah, I can remember him playing. Yeah, so I can remember the first time he phoned me, um, and he said it was him, and I was a bit like, "Oh God, it's, it's Peter Murphy," you know, from uh, his Carlisle legend. But um, no, I met him, and he's, he's a lovely guy. He's, he's done a lot for me over the years, and he's helped me improve. And um, I loved working with him, and still keep in contact with him now. Um, he phoned me yesterday, you know, to congratulate me on the goal and stuff. Um, yeah, he was very good with me. Um, he's a very good manager as well. So I was going to say, what's he like to work under as a manager? Um, I can see similarities with the gaffer. Similar, Obviously, yeah. he worked under Simo. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's maybe where he's where he's got it from. But no, he's 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 a very very good. He's tactically very good. Um, you know, he's like his man management with me was 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 brilliant. Um, yeah, he's. He likes he likes to come in obviously with the part time side as well. He wants you to come in and have a laugh, but 
is is very serious as well like he takes it very very serious um tries to implement like the full-time side of like seriousness into the part-time um yeah he's very he's very good i think he'll do very well last season seemed to be where it really clicked for you with the Galavankis. It, it just seemed everything fell right into place you were I think for Scottish League Two Player of yeah. the Year, you're in Team of the Year as well, and you're getting rave reviews most week. What, what, what do you think it was that suddenly it all went right for you? Um, I don't know. I had a good, I had good seasons before that, and the season before that, I had like interesting clubs and stuff like that. Um, but it was more, it was all in Scotland. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think I just had a bit more confidence. Um, I'd played in that league for a while now and I just sort of thought like I can do very well in this league and you know go elsewhere and I backed myself that I, I could come here and play like week in week out and do well um, I backed myself that I could go and play higher in Scotland and we played against higher teams and I, I stood out so and I, I felt e- it felt easy in the game so I'm not sure I've played in a bit of a different position as well at um, and then last year, sort of most things came through me. Um, I was playing like the deeper midfielder to get us playing and stuff like that. That's what Murph wanted me to do and get on the ball a lot. And I felt like there was a bit more ownership on me to go and drive the team, which sort of pushed me on as well. And I had to live up to it. It was a bit of pressure, but I quite liked it. And luckily it all clicked and done very well. Yeah, we'll see. Clearly, you were a man in demand for your exploits throughout the season. Was there any other interest other than Carlisle, or was it? I mean, how did you feel actually when you found out that the, the Blues were interested in potentially signing, especially Simo potentially signing? Yeah, that's what I mean. Obviously, being from Carlisle, everyone was sort of seeing me do well, and they were like, "Oh, surely you're off." And I was, I was like laughing because I knew there was interest from quite a few teams, but it was I had the playoffs, so I wanted to concentrate on that. Um, and then obviously they were like, "Oh, why don't you come sign for us? Sign for us!" And that, like, you know, my mates, Carlisle fans, and I was like, obviously laughing. I'd love to, um, but nothing had been said just yet. And then Simo, he, the gaffer, texted me and said um, he was coming to the game in the playoffs. But he, what I loved about it was he said that I won't speak to you until after your playoffs are finished. I'll let you concentrate on that. I just want to let you know we're interested. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit bit weird because the it's a perfect time for me to come back to Carlisle, like being a Carlisle like from Carlisle and all my mates Carlisle fans, me a Carlisle fan, like the change around when the gaffer came in last year, and you know it's like everyone loves the gaffer around here from previous times, so the club just seemed to be going in the best direction it could be, and um, yeah, when when I spoke to him, it was sort of knew where I was going to go from then. A bit grateful as well to your gaffer, Peter Murphy, because from what we hear now, he, he's the one who tipped off Simmer to come and watch you as well. Yeah, well, I I think I was actually meant to come in before before that Simmer, uh, before the gaffer came in. Um, and then, obviously, with his relationship, I think he went and spoke to him, sort of let him know that I was meant to come in. Um, yeah, I, the gaffer helped, helped me a lot. Like, you know, he didn't, he didn't, Put pressure on me to come here. He said, assess all your options, you know. But he said he thought this this club would be perfect for me. The gaffer would be perfect for me to work with. Um, and obviously, his, his opinions 
I respect highly and stuff. So, yeah, once I spoke to the gaffer, it was it was a no-brainer that I wanted to come here. What's it been like to work under him? Because obviously you'll remember him as a the manager first time yeah. and what he achieved here. What, being there in the dressing room, seeing what he's like, what, what's he been like for you? Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, again, his, his man management's good. He's been brilliant with me since I came in, you know, coming from part-time football. Um, just that transition. And tactically as well, like the way he wants us to play, um, puts demands on us every day. And you know around him you, you have to be high, like you can't slack off any days. You know, he puts puts that pressure on us and he, that expectation from us to do well as, as much as we all want to do well ourselves in the dressing room. So, yeah, he's, he's been brilliant with me so far. And I can see why, obviously, Murph in the past has loved working under him as well and the gaffers had a great career he's managed brilliant teams and stuff so I can see why I think the overall coaching setup seems to be quite impressive here as well I mean was Gavin Skelton involved at Queen of the South when yeah, you were there as well the first year I went up to um, the first team at Queen of the South I think that was Gav's first year I can remember um, him twining at me the first training session <laughs> I ever seen him then and then still doing it now <laughs> but um no, he was assistant manager, and then Gav took the manager's job um, after, I think it was James Fowler that, yeah. that got sacked. Um, Gav took over, and we done we done very well under Gav. Um, Gav was, I, I loved Gav as an assistant, loved him as a manager as well. So I, I knew coming here, it was good for me to come in knowing somebody, somebody that knows me, um, as well as, as a lad, never mind, like a footballer. Um, yeah, and Gav's, you know, they've they've all looked after me. Everyone, Jez, Greg, Jeff, like they're all they've all been brilliant with us, and everyone enjoys coming in every day. What was your expectations when you signed? Did you think you'd maybe have to bide your time a little bit to work and get yourself up to the pace of full time football, or were you always determined to think, right, I want to get in, I want to hit the the ground running, get myself in that team, and make myself undroppable, basically? Yeah, it was that. I, I wanted to come in and and play every week um, I know speaking to the manager that was apart from it being my hometown club he wanted me to come in and do well um, he says I know what I can expect from you um, you just need to come in and do it um, and yeah I just I, I knew like I said I backed myself to be able to play every week at this level it was just getting the opportunity to do it obviously adapting to full time again after so long and obviously me working and I was doing the delivery driving so I was in and out of vans you know like your, your body like your body is not used to coming in running playing football every day again um, and I'm obviously a little bit older as well um, I wanted to just come in and like you say hit the ground running play every game and just play as many games as possible and just help the team the best I could and I knew I could do that um, just getting the opportunity and grateful for the gaffer for giving us that are you surprised at how well you've taken to it though so far and the fact that you have played all those games? I mean, what what's the biggest difference you've noticed as well between playing in Scottish League 2 and English League 2? The, a few people have asked me this and I don't know what the biggest difference is. Um, this is me going back to... Um, I don't think people understand that Scottish League 2 can be a hard league to play in. Obviously, this league is a lot... The biggest difference I've noticed is... Um, the tempo of the games, as in, you have to be physically at it, mentally at it all, yeah. all the time. Like there was times, maybe no disrespect to the league two in Scotland, but you could maybe like slack off a bit, and the quality wasn't going to punish you as much. 
um, sort of in the final third. If you did make a mistake, like you don't, you can't do that here. Um, you know, we've got like Deno. You've seen it the other night against Grimsby. Someone makes one bad pass, he's round the keeper into goal, and we're two 0 up. Um, that's it. The quality and the players that I'm I'm playing with, you know, like it is a step up, and you you need to be at it every every minute of every game. That's probably the biggest difference I've noticed. Yeah. Um, in that dressing room, there, obviously, you've come into it as, as a new player. Who are the main characters in there that have, you know, um, been a big influence on you since you've come in? Obviously, there's, there's, there's plenty of uh, interesting characters, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, very interesting. Um, I, I, I couldn't name, like, individuals. Everyone's been brilliant with us. Um, everyone's trying to help me, you know, like, especially the. the yeah, everyone's all together. It's it's just one of them dressing rooms. There's there's not one single person I could think of. He's trying to help me more. Everyone's helping each other in certain ways, and I, f- I fit into the group really easy. Like after the the first day, I felt like you know I'd been here longer than that, um, and I'd only just met them. So it, when you've got a dressing room like that, I think it stands you in good stead for the season, and you, you, everyone's determined to do well for each other. Um, everyone's looking out for each other all the time. You know, it's it's just one of them dressing rooms, which is a pleasure to be a part of. Because there has been times in my in my past where at Adam, for example, last year we done so well. The dressing room was similar to what we've got here. Everyone, you know, was like best mates. Got on really well. We done really well that year. The year before there was a, maybe a couple of groups, you know, and you don't end up doing as well. You're not as together. So yeah. I'm just glad. Everyone's taken to me and I fit in with everybody and hopefully we can go and have a right good goal this season. It's interesting you mentioned a little bit about, you know, being being there for each other as well. I think we've seen that in a few games, haven't we, where, you know, players have started tried to start on players. But I mean, John Mellish is someone who's been picked yeah. up in a few games, but everyone always sticks up for each other, don't they? Um, yeah. It doesn't seem to affect John, to be fair. Like. No, he's he's definitely one of them characters you're on about. Uh, that's what I mean. You just gotta back each other up and we don't want to get into stuff like that in games, you know. Um it's not what we're about. We'd rather just go and play and stuff like that. But it does happen. But when it does happen, we're, we're all back each other up. And um, yeah, you can see it on Tuesday as well. Like you know, we're two 0 up. Maybe maybe a bit nervy because we've not been two 0 up this time uh, this year yet. Um, and then they obviously concede, and you can see how we're all digging in for each other, like um, pressing till the last minute. You know, jumping into tackles, blocks. And that all just comes from just wanting to do well and for each other, and you don't want to be the person to let everybody else down. So I think that's going to stand us in great stead. You seem to be really enjoying playing alongside Callum Guy and Jordan Gimpton in midfield so far. You're getting quite a lot of applause, especially from you know people who aren't even fans of Kai United. You, you know, sort of League Two blogs yeah. and podcast stuff are all saying that's a midfield three that really looks really impressive. What? How do you think it's really working between you? What you've also got different attributes you all bring to that midfield don't you yeah I've, it is it is quite weird um, I think Callum you would maybe look at him more defensive and he's happy to do that I'm maybe a mixture of a bit of both um, Gibbo Gibbo does both brilliant as well um, but he's put I would say Gibbo's probably better going forward than me um, me and Callum Um so it is weird, but we all, we'll all dig in and do each role. Like, I don't mind going forward. 
don't mind defending. Gibbo will do it. Seen it the other night. I thought he was brilliant defensively the other night. Gibbo he didn't get too much chance to go forward. Um, you know, like just the way they set up and stuff like that. He didn't get too much of the ball to go one on one. But then with Callum, you know, me and Gibbo know, especially when we're playing in a little bit higher, he's there just to like sweep everything up. If we make a mistake, Callum's there. Like it's it's brilliant to have, and vice versa. If Callum steps in, one of us will cover round, and we'll just back each other up that way. And then beyond that, you've got other players chomping at the bit to get in the team. You've got young Taylor Charles coming back yeah. from injury, and someone like Jamie Devitt, who you know his first spell here was an unbelievable player. Been a bit unlucky of injuries this time around, but again, he's yeah. a player you can learn from, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Devs has been brilliant. I've gonna have to give him credit for the for my goal somehow I'm gonna have to give him credit for it but he said it was all on him he texted me uh, I was speaking to him before the game and he was saying he could feel a goal for me tonight and that and then as soon as I got on the bus I had a message saying it was all all down to him so I'll have to give him the credit for it but yeah he's, he's been brilliant and obviously good for him that he's he's had his injury and stuff like that um he came on and helped us like brilliantly in that game that pass that he done was ridiculous um, Taylor as well. Taylor was one of the lads I knew coming into the club. It was him and Josh Dixon. Um, so I'm pleased to see him back. You know, I heard he done really well at Gateshead. Um, another great lad and came on, helped us brilliantly the other night. And I'm just glad to see him back playing after his injury. We've got this firing. You've you've finally touched on it. Your first goal even night against Grimsby. Yeah. Um, that must have been a proper special moment to see that hit the back of the neck because I think you've mentioned before yeah. you've been trying hard but you finally put your laces through and it's gone in I know well I, I had a gaffer spoke to me on on Monday and he asked me about my, my first chance at Newport and I thought he meant the one that was in the box that I'm saying is a sitter but it's maybe, I'm maybe being a bit harsh on myself but I should be scoring it but I took a touch out of my feet and I don't know it was I tried to like bend it. It was more because I knew the guy was coming. I thought he was going to like try and smash me from the side. I didn't think I'd get my foot round it to put my laces through it. Gaffer was just telling me, and just put your laces through it. Like, So that one was perfect for me. Stretched them brilliant down the left and he set me. And they're the ones I like just coming onto it across my body. And luckily I've hit it perfect and it's went in the bottom corner. So I, when it hit the net, I was just, I was just buzzing like... I wish it was at Brunton Park. Um, I was going to say, you just need that. You know, need one for, for the Warwick Road end, don't you? Well, that's what I mean. Now, I felt a bit, of, a bit of, put a bit of pressure on myself to get the goal. Um, and now I've got it. Hopefully, they'll all just start flying in now. Um, hopefully, I get a chance on the weekend, you know. More confidence, no. A bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders that I've got it. And I just can't wait to get my first one in front of the fans at home. Have you set yourself a target in terms of goals or you, you just get as many as you can? Um, I said 10. But obviously, I have it's well still plenty of time. Um, it's weird because I normally, if I hadn't scored before now, I normally score around this October time. Um, I have done every year. There's normally in this month, just since this is like the the month my nana passed away, and before before she did pass away, she said you better get me a goal on that weekend. I scored, and then ever since then. It's always been on it. Every time, yeah. Normally a couple of them follow after, so I'm hoping it happens again and I get a, get a couple more. Since you've arrived as well, you've taken over most of the set-piece duties as well. There's a bit of competition there, I suppose, in the team. You've got Callum and yeah. Jordan and obviously Jamie when he's beast fit as well. Um, is that something you've always done? Yeah. Um, I tell you, I was, I was on them all last year at, um, at Annan. Um, 
I like hitting them, but I don't mind. You know, we'll we'll change it up quite a bit. Like, um, Callum obviously went and took. We only had one corner the other day, but Callum went to take it. Um, either of us can take it. You know, there's there's plenty of players with great quality of deliveries. Um, so yeah, we can mix it up. Um, I like hitting them, but yeah. there's other people that are good at hitting them as well. We've not really had a direct free kick yet this season. Have we in a good position to take one? Either? I hit hit one against Fleetwood. That was uh, the only one we've had. Uh, I've been dying for one, and uh, that hit the top, the, the wrong side of the bar. So I'm, I'm just waiting for another one, and hopefully I can finish that. Um, I scored a couple of goals from them last year, and that's that's what I, I, like. I like to hit them from around the edge of the box. So hopefully we can get one of them soon. Finally, and we'll wrap it up here. But as we record, we're just outside the playoffs before we go into this weekend's game. What's your main aim for this season? We want to be as high, finish as high as possible. Um, I think playoffs is a minimum, um, but there's, we said in Largs like there's no re- why shouldn't we say we can win the league? You know we've got great dressing room, great players, great manager, great staff. What there's no point in starting the league if we don't want to win the league. Um, and every player in the dressing room does want to go and challenge there. It's still early doors. Um, we should have been higher in the table, in my opinion. Um, especially after the first five five games, we should have been top of the league, and that was what was disappointing. I can remember we were going into a game thinking we need to win today because we'd maybe drop drop points elsewhere. Um, and that was, I think, we did end up winning the game. I can't remember which game it was, but we shouldn't have been in that position. We should have been higher. We all want to be as high as possible, so. Yeah, if we just need to keep try and put a run together and keep picking up points, and the main thing is don't get beat, and that's the main thing. We'll f- finish as high as we can. With all those injuries as well, at the moment you think to be where we are, we've got eleven players out as it's been recently. Yeah. Get them fit. Incredible amount of competition for the squad, isn't there? Exactly, that's what you want. Um, you don't want to see anybody injured, um, but when they are back, like you said, their competition for the places. Um, it's going to be tough, and it's going. To, everyone's going to have to be at it every day, um, and everybody wants the the same end goal. That's that's the main thing. We're all we're all together in it. We all want the same thing. So hopefully we can go and produce that. Cheers, Owen, and hopefully we'll Thank see you. one flying to the top corner of the World Road end soon. I hope so. Hope so. Oh wow! Thanks once again to Owen for giving up his time to speak to us because uh, this was actually recorded after training, so he could have easily nipped off and head off head off home. But he, he stayed around for a good half an hour to chat, and uh, what a fantastic character! What a level headed character as well, because you sometimes find you know young lads who come from your non league setups or from lower you know amateur leagues, you know effectively Scottish league too. Is it's a part time league mostly, um, and and yeah. He was. He came across so well, didn't he? He speaks really clearly. He's really level-headed and very ambitious for what he wants to do at Carl United, which is really, really fantastic. Here, and another example of the great bunch of lads that Paul Simpson has put together at the club this season, and and that can make a difference because I think in some recent seasons we haven't really found that. You found sometimes that there's some players you get the impression they're just there to pick up the pay packet. They don't really enjoy being at the club. This group of players. Never get that in the slightest, the impression that that's not the case. So, fantastic. Re- really good chat we had with Owen. And obviously, he managed to get his second goal uh, since then against Hartlepool. And he was oh, he was so close to the weekend to getting that goal against uh, Leighton Orient. And that 
brilliant save. For, sorry, late, not later on. Doncaster Rovers, I should say, uh, with that header that the keeper clawed out from the top corner. But um, it'll come. You'll get that goal at the Warwick Road end sooner or later. I'm pretty sure of that. But um, yeah, him, Callum, and Jordan in that midfield has been an absolute revelation this season. So fantastic. And yeah, thanks once again to Owen for speaking to us. And thanks once again to Andy and Amy and the media team for sorting it out. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the uh, the next interview won't be next week because we've got a preview to fit in for the Stockport County game. So it'll be the week after, uh, just after the um, Tramier Rovers uh, away game, the, the Monday or the Tuesday after that, we'll, we'll get the interview out to him. Another cracker. Really enjoyed the chat with this this guy. Uh, one of the players, I should say. Yeah. So it's not, the non-playing staff one will follow a little bit later on because it's not quite as time sensitive. So, uh, so yeah. No, I had, had a really great crack crack with the other lad. And uh, yeah, there, there you go. So uh, we'll be back later this week with a, a preview of the later on game. What a cracker that's going to be as well. We've got some belting games coming up at the moment, haven't we? Um, and until then, uh, thank you for listening and up the blues. Up the blues.